How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Expanding World of Tech, episode 12. Today, we're going to be going over some news regarding Google Stadia, section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996, and RTX 3000 cards on eBay, so stay tuned. But before all that, I have some housekeeping that I want to go over. First and foremost, I'm going to be posting these Expanding World of Tech episodes on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. Just worked better for me schedule-wise. I pushed through for a couple weeks and I had to cancel my stream a couple times. But we're going to go with Wednesdays because that's just a better fit for me. Secondly, I'm hoping the audio quality of this is a bit better and we'll see in post. But um, I was streaming one day and I realized that I had my microphone in bi-directional podcast mode versus cardioid which was letting some extra you know background noise in and to get it out i had to sacrifice some of the quality of the audio so hopefully it sounds better but if it doesn't eh, it still sounds pretty good recently google shut down its stadia games and entertainment group that was more or less their dev team for any games that they wanted to make for stadia now, Stadia is still a thing, and games will still come out on Google Stadia, or they'll be ported to Google Stadia, but Google won't be making any games for themselves due to, quote, hundreds of thousands fewer controllers sold and monthly active users logging in than Google had anticipated, end quote. So, yep, people aren't playing Stadia. Who would have guessed it? A streaming service that advertises negative latency due to predictive algorithms that are supposed to guess at what a player is going to do just turned up as a system that nobody wanted to play because the predictive algorithms weren't good enough or their network wasn't good enough to actually play without noticeable lag and high ping. But that's not the only thing that can be attributed to Stadia's downturn in popularity. There were multiple notable game failures. Journey to the Savage Planet, when it was originally launched on Stadia, went unresponsive if the player tried to open the start menu. You can't even play the games that you're paying for. And secondly, Terraria. From mid-January to early February, the Google account of the creator of Terraria, Andrew Spinks, was locked, which means his Stadia dev account was locked as well. To quote from his Twitter, I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider it burned. Terraria for Google Stadia is cancelled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. Spinks continues, I will not be involved with a corporation that values their customers and partners so little. Doing business with you is a liability. Whew, that's harsh, but his Google account was disabled for over three weeks. He had no idea why and he couldn't get any response from Google. Now, in the time since then, it's been unlocked, and he's continued developing Terraria for Stadia. On the Terraria forums, an update was posted, quote, after a month of pushing, and with the immense support of our fans, Google finally reached out and was able to provide a lot of transparency around the situation and restore access to all of our accounts. Due to the hard work the Stadia team has put in, as well as a partner at 505 Games, we've decided that we will allow the upcoming launch Terraria on Google Stadia to proceed. So while this has been a big hit to Stadia and Google's credibility with working through and developing their game streaming service, Terraria still is on track to being ported to the service. 
The U.S. government, again, is looking at changing or completely removing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. What does it say? Quote, No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. End quote. Those 26 words have been called the 26 words that created the internet and the most important law protecting internet speech. Well, what does it mean? Basically, to break it down to a practical example, if I post something on YouTube, I am held responsible for that content, not YouTube. If I post something negative or derogatory towards a certain group of people, I'm held responsible, not the platform I posted on. That applies to Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. All these different platforms depend on Section 230 to leave them free to host content, regardless of what the content is. Now, in the past, people have pushed because they don't like what people say about them online, but currently it seems more to be towards online safety. It's easy to make yourself look like a villain here, saying that you don't want the internet to be safer. And obviously, if Section 230 was completely removed, no one would have to worry about finding potentially offensive or derogatory content online. But here's the catch. What would you be able to find online? Would I be able to post a video on YouTube or stream on Twitch? Probably not, considering I'm a small content creator. And if the government is taking the position that YouTube or Twitch is responsible for the content that I produce, I'm going to have to get the okay before I go live or before I post a video. Well, there are many bigger streamers or YouTubers that obviously would take precedence over me. But even with this podcast, posting it to all the different places that it goes, that's a potential hazard. Someone might have to review it before they allow it to go live. So to sum everything up, even though completely revoking Section 230 would make the internet safer, it would also cripple the content creation industry. So I was surfing the web the other day, trying to find an upgrade for my graphics card in my desktop. I ran into a couple problems recently. My laptop has a more powerful GPU and CPU, but it has less RAM, so I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I stream what on which machine? It's getting kind of absurd. So the easiest way to kind of condense that and solve my problems would be to buy a better graphics card. Now, if you're not following the graphics card industry right now, it's, I wouldn't define it as a boom per se. It's just the really big shortage of most top-tier graphics cards due to scalpers basically buying them with bots and then trying to sell them for insane margins. Even the price of 20-series graphics cards, which are a few years old by now, is definitely inflated. So do I want to buy a $900 2070, or do I want to wait and see if I'll eventually be able to get my hands on a new 3000-series card? Will the cards even be new by the time I can get one? I'm not sure. But I know a lot of scalpers are selling them on eBay, so I was just curious about how much people are selling them for. And they're way, way over MSRP, and I believe a $700 card was selling for $1,500, or even higher, depending on who made the card, if it was overclocked or not, etc. What I wasn't expecting was to see a $500 listing for a $700 card. I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is eBay. I, I, I heard that there's a lot of scammers on eBay. Let me look into this. 
So I look at it, and I'm like, it doesn't really make sense. So I keep on, I go back, and I keep on scrolling, and I see another posting for like 10 bucks. I'm like, okay, something's definitely wrong here. So I, I, I scroll down and read the description. People are selling pictures of the RTX 3000 series cards to bait bots into buying those instead of the actual graphics cards. I didn't know. It seems like some underground subculture kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking crazy. But I was really intrigued to read through and see how many people are actually trying to bait bots and trying to get scalpers that way. Basically, they buy a $600 graphics card. They think it's a steal. And what they get in the mail is a little bubble wrap picture of a graphics card. They're just wasting people's time and money. And they say technically because they're selling and shipping a good, and you should have read the description, eBay protects them. Now, I'm not condoning this. If it's wrong, I'm not sure the legality of it. But, I mean, honestly, that's a pretty smart way to stick it to scalpers and bots and make a quick buck. Just gotta give it to them. Well, that'll wrap up this week's show. As always, you can find reference links in the description to the podcast. If you want to watch me live, you can follow me on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash system, S-Y-Z-T-E-M. A uh, link for my Discord will be in the description as well. And you can follow me on Twitter, at a die for a die. if you want updates or maybe some witty jokes every once in a while. But with that, I've got nothing else for you. I hope you enjoyed and have a great week. Yeah.